Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And you're watching, you're listening to Talking Downey with Mario Guerra. Today is a special edition of our show. Um, you know, over the past uh, several years, five to six years, the Downey Patriots always asked me to write an editorial uh, just on the ballot propositions and on who I think on certain candidates that impact our city. Well, this year, it's more important that we actually know in the two special elections that we have coming up within this week, who is actually running, why, what their goals are and what their plans are. Um, so today's episode will be doing exactly that. It's going to be called How I Would Vote. And I'm going to give you uh, as much information as I can. Um, you know, last year we had a special, excuse me, not last year, earlier this year, we had a special recall election for disgraced Catherine Alvarez because she had lied to the voters about what she had done and some of her criminal record. So it was very costly for us and very painful for the city. The, the damage that she did in the year and a half when she was off in the office uh, was, was huge uh, for our community. So it's so important that we know who we're voting for, why we're voting for these folks. And today, this is a, a recap show to kind of give you that idea, at least who I would vote for. So there's two special elections coming up in the same day. They're both going to be very low turnout elections because there's nothing else on the ballot except those two things. It's going to be for District 3, which is Northwest Downey, and that'll be the seat that's replacing Catherine Alvarez. And there's three candidates running for that seat, Dorothy Pemberton, uh, uh, Ernesto Valles, and uh, Gil Legaspi. Uh And then there's another one in South East Downey, which will be a special election to replace um, Blanca Pacheco. And Blanca Pacheco uh, is now our assemblywoman. So District 1 in Southeast Downey will be uh, a special election to um, take over the seat uh, to replace Blanca Pacheco, our assemblywoman that was the councilwoman uh, in that particular district before. So coincidentally, they're both on the, spe on the same time, but they're both vital Low turnout elections is so important, number one, that you vote. No, important that you know who's voting. So let's go to District uh, 3, the one in Northwest Downey. So this seat has been held in the past by Dr. Roger Brosmer uh, from uh, uh, Rick Rodriguez, former mayors that have served our community admirably and honorably. Uh, Dr. Brosmer is the assistant superintendent for Downey Unified. Uh, Mayor Rodriguez uh, owns a large company, longtime Downey resident, raised his family here and did a fantastic job in the four years he was in office. So it's important that they're endorsing her because there's something special about the seat that you represent. So they know Downey, they know that location in that district, and they're supporting her. So it's really important. She's also, uh, Dorothy's also supported uh, um, uh, Dorothy Pemberton, the first person I'll talk about, uh, is also supported by both of them, also by Mayor uh, Claudia Fermena. I am personally supporting her, which I'm going to talk about the reasons why. Uh, I can tell you that uh, Gigi Perez uh, is Saab is also endorsing our president of the Unified Downey Unified School District. Alex Saab, former mayor, uh, Carrie Uva, planning commissioner. Uh, so it's important that you have local uh, representation and people that know her and know that. Uh, she served us for well over 30 years, raised her daughters here. They went to school here. 
And she's been involved in everything from the Downey PTA, from the PTA helps, from the Seroptimus, uh, from the YMCA. She chaired the YMCA board, uh, gangs out of Downey for more than 10 years, not just for one year to sign up and check on the list. Uh, she's been involved with our Downey PD, not only going to the Citizens Academy, but being actually involved in knowing what the Downey PD is doing and how she can help them. So it's, uh, this is kind of a no-brainer, and that's why one of the reasons I'm supporting her. But there's a couple little nuances, too, that I think it's important. So the last episode, I did a recap of the local funds, who got money from where. I was amazed at this last, uh, last uh, reporting period that out of 78 contributions, they weren't huge, some were, were, were max, but a lot of them were $100 and $200 contributions. But 70 out of the 78 were from local residents in the city of Downey, 70 of 78. And one other thing that I think finally put it over the edge for me was Dorothy, uh, you know, you can't say you wanna be involved in community service and then not take your seat at the table. We take our seat at the table by voting. Uh, Dorothy Pemberton has voted eight out of the last eight elections. I wouldn't think anything less of anybody that's civic-minded, uh, that loves our country and, and, and wants to have a say in the participation of what we're doing. But the other two candidates, if nothing else, they both seem nice enough people. Um, and they're varying degrees of, of, of trust and, and intelligence and everything else. But I cannot imagine that both of them voted one time out of the last eight elections. One time out of the last eight elections. To me, I'm sorry, you can't say you're pro-law enforcement, you're gonna clean up the streets, you're gonna do all these things. You didn't take the time to vote. You didn't vote for district attorney, you didn't vote for LA County Sheriff, you didn't vote for all these crime propositions, you didn't vote for higher taxes or lower taxes. You didn't vote. You basically disqualified yourself, in my view, and many other people too. But now you're asking for our vote. That's disingenuous at best. I cannot believe that you actually thought you should run and you're gonna ask people for your vote when they haven't. So um, Dorothy is a realtor, uh, also a substitute teacher. Uh, Gil Legaspi is a teach, is a, excuse me, is a realtor. Uh, also a reserve police officer, and Ernesto owns an, uh, an insurance agency. All three honorable professions, there's nothing wrong with that. And um, the difference is, too, on some of their policy platforms. Um, so Ernesto uh, seems like a nice enough man uh, that's been helping with Downey Little, uh, Northwest Downey Little League, but he doesn't seem to have a grasp on what was happening in the city, or at least... Uh, the city funds. Um, he keeps bringing up that there's 400,000 that was promised for lights at Furman Park, which, by the way, the, the residents in that area don't want lights uh, there because it goes on too long for the Little League in the back, which, by the way, those are city fields, not private Little League fields. Um, at Furman Park, all the residents there for many years have complained about it. Um, uh, Ernesto wants to build a parking structure where the basketball courts and then put the basketball courts on the top. It's just not feasible from a fund standpoint, from a funding standpoint. But more importantly, he keeps bringing up that Measure S promised $400,000 for lights at that field. That's just not true. That's just not true. And and both of them want an auditor to audit the Measure S funds. 
And if either one of them had been involved in the community, they would know that Measure S funds on there are designated by the council. And there's a Measure S oversight committee that goes through with the city treasurer to make sure the funds are spent well. How do I know that? Because I'm vice chairman of the Measure S oversight committee. Uh, the original committee was uh, current Mayor Claudia Fermetta. She was not elected then. Dorothy Pemberton, uh, Dave Gaffin, former Mayor Dave Gaffin, rest in peace, and uh, former Downey Unified School District, Donald LaPlante. So those were the five, and Dorothy Pemberton, those are the five of us. We were the oversight committee appointed by council members. I was originally appointed by council member Alex Saab. I'm still on that committee, and now I chair it, um, but... We make sure that the funds were spent the way the city council had designated. If you read Measure S, it basically leaves all the power to them. It was sold to us as for more police, for fixing the streets, for fixing the parks. And they have done that. They added six new police officers. They spent $50 million on the new parks. Our parks are amazing, including Furman Park that got a huge facelift and a lot of funds being invested there. But nothing in there to say there's going to be $400,000 for lights for the field at Furman Park. It's just not there. If we hire an auditor, which we have an auditor, we have a city auditor, uh, um, a uh, uh, accounting firm that audits, presented to the council. Uh, we've won numerous reporting and accounting awards. So the, the temptation to say we need an auditor to make sure the funds are going there, that's just a lack of knowledge at best. And... I'm not going to say the rest of it on there, but it's, it shows you don't know enough about the city to, to uh, make an informed decision if that's your case. Um, and, and by the way, our, our, an auditor would cost a couple hundred thousand dollars more plus another hundred thousand in benefits, so about three hundred thousand dollars a year for something that we don't need. So, um, so Mr. Valley is a nice enough man. Uh, I liked him. We had him in here a couple of times. Uh, I hope he continues his public service, but it's not his time right now. And I think Dorothy Pemberton would do a much better job. Now, Mr. Legaspi, the same principle, voting once out of eight times, he claims he's a, I mean, excuse me, uh, let me correct that. He's not claiming he is a reserves uh, officer with uh, the LAPD, which you go one, one Saturday a month. I believe that you go. So God bless him for his service. I'm not going to take that away. I'm never going to disparage anybody that serves in uniform because you're giving up your time. On there. I, I think it's a volunteer job. I don't even know if it's a paid position. But either way, God bless him for doing that. Good for him. The, the one out of eight elections voting, um, that really is an issue. That should be an issue with every single voter. Crime, district attorney, sheriff. A crime propositions. He didn't vote. Um, he's taking a, a little bit different approach, by the way. He's not talking so much about who's endorsing him. And he did something that I thought was immoral at best, but probably illegal. And before the election, a few days before, he took Mr. V uh, he took Mayor Pro Tem Mario Trujillo uh, to Mr. Valia's house to try to convince him not to run. There's no other reason to have taken him. They say, oh, we just wanted to meet him and so forth. But Mr. Trujillo on paper is not supporting uh, Gil Legaspi. Okay, there's no place you'll find that on there because I think he's running away from that, especially in that district. Number two, why would Mr. the mayor pro tem have to go to Gil Legaspi to introduce himself to Ernesto Valle, a brand new candidate? 
It doesn't pass the smell test, and I think everybody can see that. Um, he basically took them there, and they even talked about it because having two Latinos on there was split the Latino vote, which I'm not sure why that's important, uh, although we have a high Latino population. We should always be voting for the right person. Let's not do the checkmark things and, and, and put everybody into a box. So he took him there, trying to kind of convince him. They promised him, specifically or peripherally, they promised him a commissioner, planning commissioner, parks and recs commissioner, so his legacy would be built, Ernesto Valley's legacy over at Furman Park on getting lights and so on. So there was a lot of sleaziness there at the very best. Those are reasons that Dorothy on there is way above that. And Dorothy also led the recall against Catherine Alvarez. The other two claimed to have helped, and that's okay. And there's other people. It was a team effort. I was part of it. I did the strategy, uh, you know, on the second recall. Uh, and I came in late on the first recall, but it was too late to change the wording and so forth. But um, Dorothy was one of the leaders of that recall. So I give her a lot of kudos for that. And she really hustled, knocked on doors, did a lot of different things. These other gentlemen, I think they made it, uh, gave some money financially, as we all did, to change that. But those are um, – and one other thing about Mr. Legaspi, you know, he added the middle name Contreras, uh, Gail Contreras Legaspi, because it sounded better. You know, we now have done all the kind of research, and it's not on his – uh, real estate license. It's not on his property that he owns uh, in Montebello on his house and all these different things. And I'm not, again, I don't care, but it's ironic that he just put this name on there now, the middle name, because it sounds Hispanic right before the election when he hasn't used it for anything else. So you make your own conclusions. Um, the part, this campaign, you know, stealing signs is all part of campaigning. Every candidate um, it, it's not right by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm telling you, it goes through that. Because as a candidate, one of the only ways you can sell or you feel good about it is you have signs. Oh, I got these great corners. I got, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones are supporting me. There's signs on their house and so forth. So you feel good about it. it signs don't win you elections, but okay. You, you really are putting them out there and you're hustling to do so. Uh, you get cuts on your hands. you got to make sure that the water uh, proofing is good, and, and, and you take great pride. Every election, there's signs here. There's somebody that's unscrupulous and tries to steal signs. It's illegal, okay? It's stolen property. You can't steal somebody else's sign. You can't touch them. I used to tell all, all the folks, and even now in the elections that we help strategize with, don't ever touch anybody's sign. If a homeowner gives you permission and they don't want, you know, the other person's sign— don't take it off. Tell the homeowner only they or the candidate themselves can take the sign. Just put their sign in a different location on that front yard. A homeowner will take care of the rest. So the reason I say all this, because that happens every election. This election, I've never seen anything like this. There's a couple of people, and I'm sure there's some on everybody, but the ones that got caught red-handed, there's somebody for Mr. Legaspi's uh, campaign, a guy named Jesus Torres, uh, over at Tacos Mexico, the some of the other campaign workers caught him literally taking the signs down. They got a videotape. They have all of Mr. Valle's signs in the trash can, the commercial bin there. And when they ask him, what are you doing? He says, well, we think they stole our signs. So, you know, that's why I'm taking theirs. I've never heard anybody admit to a crime like that. Um, so that's really heartbreaking. 
Um, there's some signs in the downtown here that uh, Miss Pemberton had put up at, at the Bastard that's owned by a particular person, uh, the Granadas, and then she got permission to put up their signs. She even put a little note there. She puts up the three signs, they're gone the next day. She puts up the three signs, they're gone the next day. So anyways, people stop sealing signs on there. Number one, it's, it's unbecoming to any of us. Number two, it's embarrassing to get caught. And number three, it's just not the right thing to do. So I hope I gave you a recap there. You know, when people put about hit pieces, you know, if, if I called you fat, that's wrong. If I say you didn't vote on there in your record, that's okay. Residents should know that. Um, this Mr. Legaspi kind of passive aggressively every couple of days, but oh, let me tell you about the new hit pieces. Uh, this, that, this, that, this, that on there, but we don't do that. We're, you know, when they go low, we go high. And I just laugh. It's just, you hypocrite. That's exactly what you're doing. You're doing a hit piece on there, you know, disguised as, oh, poor me. So it's a little disingenuous. So anyways, and you take it, I think he's attacked me personally there a couple of times. Oh, somebody said this to him about, you know, me being a deacon on Sunday and then getting involved in politics on Monday. But he keeps putting that up there. And it's like, okay, there's plenty of things that we heard about you that we don't put up there. And again, your record is fair game. What you don't show up to do is fair game. What you say you're going to do and not do, that's fair game. Calling you names, be searching your, uh, your reputation from other things on there, that's not. That's just not right. So, folks, uh, I would be voting for Dorothy Pemberton if I were the folks in District 1, and I hope the other would too. She will represent us well. She's got a track record. Just look it up, and I'm glad to, uh, to go that far. So... I'm going to stop and chain, catch my breath, and let's go over the other direction, okay? So let's go to District 1. I know I talk loud and I talk really fast, but I want to get this episode in as quickly as possible. How long did I take on that so far, Brandon? Uh, 18 minutes. Okay, that's probably 10 minutes longer than I want it, but okay. So let's do District 3 a little bit, a little bit shorter. So you have three candidates running, excuse me, District 1. You have uh, Ramon Casas Jr., you have Horacio Ortiz, and you have Elvira Meraz. So who I would vote for, is, it's easy, okay, Horacio Ortiz. Uh, Horacio Ortiz has the experience. He's the chairman of the Planning Commission. He's had some hard votes. He's already proven himself. Uh, is involved in a lot of different community groups. He just didn't come into the community groups just to check. Okay, oh, I joined Kiwanis or I did that. He's been doing it for quite a while. He is on the board of the Rose Float Association. He's on the board of the uh, Gangs Out of Downey, uh, actively uh, pursuing that. Business owner um, uh, owns one of the Pescador restaurants in Montebello. The other day, some uh, walker went out there and saying, oh, he only voted against the Ojos locals in the Planning Commission because it was going to take away, it was going to be competition for him. And I started laughing. I go, you really don't know the issue, do you? Because competition, his restaurant's in Montebello. Ojos locals opening up and down, he is not going to be competition for his restaurant. You know, so those type of things. Uh, I think that are just you got to know the facts and you got to know what you're doing. So um, Horacio uh, is is a young man. He's lived in Downey his whole life. That's the other thing is, oh, he's only lived here for the last couple of years. Well, he came back from college. His parents still own the same house. He was raised there. You know, he moved out of the house several years ago. He lives a continuous living Downey. He was gone to UC San Diego for four years. He went out and got his college degree. 
Uh, and then, but where did he go to after that? He came back to Downey, although he's got restaurants everywhere else and he's got a great family. So again, some of the spin that people put out there uh, are just not true, but he can start on day one. I've been on the planning commission with him. I've seen his reaction. I've seen his questioning. I've seen the issues. I've seen his passion. I've seen his commitment. And I can personally vouch for that. So um, I think Horacio Ortiz is a clear-cut favorite. Um, he's got a lot of different, you know, he's got Blanca Pacheco's endorsement the that represented there, him there and now is the assemblywoman. Here's a big one that I think is real important. You know, um, I love the city of Downey. Okay, so this is important to me when I stick out my neck and say, hey, this is the person I think is going to do a good job because I still live here. A lot of other people move out after they serve uh, on the city council. I live here. I'm raising my two uh, grandchildren. I raise all five of my kids here. But one somebody that shared that love is former Mayor Dave Gaffin. Former Mayor Dave Gaffin is, was a dear friend of mine. I spoke at his funeral. I was asked to speak at his funeral. Uh, we were very close, served closely together on the Downey City Council. He gave me uh, a, a certificate and a, a, a Lucite plaque that's one of the few in my office and it says Downey's uh, number one cheerleader. And I take that to heart, okay, because I do love the community. So coming from Dave Gaffin, that means a lot. So the other day, I was speaking to uh, Brenda Gaffin, his widow, that knows me really well, loves the community. She says, I want to endorse Horacio Ortiz because I think that he would continue to follow in Dave's legacy. He will continue to represent us with character and leadership just like Dave did. And that meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to Horacio. So when people like that, that live in the district, know the district, are still supporting him, it says a lot. So I, I encourage you, and I'm, I'm going overboard. Let me be fair to the other two candidates. Uh, there's Ramon Casas Jr. He's a teacher at, uh, at St. John Bosco, a school that I love, served on their board for 10 years. All my boys went through school there. Uh, and he's a teacher. I did not know him when I was on the board. I think he's, I, I don't know how long he's been a teacher there. I, th I believe he teaches English. Has, is a nice enough young man. He's got uh, a three-year-old. Um, you know, when you look at his policy precisions, they're just not realistic. Again, he doesn't have government experience or uh, didn't even get into the, 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 the reasons why. He says, well, his degree qualifies him. He'll make deals to bring private partnerships into the downtown Downey. Okay, so... You know, the city has been trying that, okay? It's not for a lack of, but he wants to bring a Chuck E. Cheese, a uh, Barnes & Noble, a Macaroni Grill, all these things to the downtown, which, and a Trader Joe's, by the way. Sounds great. It really does. I'd love for him to do that. It's just not going to happen, especially in the downtown. There isn't the, the space for it. I'm very involved with my offices right here. So I think he's got good intentions. I think that it's before his time calls himself a strong man. I'm not quite sure what that means. I don't know if that's actually uh, positive. But reading his views and his position papers, I think he's a long ways. He needs to get involved in city government or at least see and, and get some experience. Um, I don't, he's never been involved in the community before. So I think running for before you run for, no, for something, I think it's kind of interesting. So, uh, And then you'll have Elvira Mraz. Uh, she's running as a mom and a PTA mom. 
Uh, up until a year ago, I'd never heard of her. She wasn't really involved in the city. Um, and then, you know, we had a situation where the five former mayors all said that we wanted to get behind people so the Catherine Alvarez situation didn't happen. So it was Kirk Cartosian, Alex Saab, Rick Rodriguez, Roger Brosmer, and myself. Those are the five. And we all said that if there's, uh, to make sure if there's, you know, four of the five want to endorse somebody, then the fifth would kind of just go along with the group because sometimes we're just not going to like certain people. So we voted on her, and three of the five said no, that we're not going to endorse her. Because some things had come out, especially around the school and some of her past, uh, which I understand. Sometimes you lose your temper and mutual restraining orders happen and so forth. So everybody's got a pass on there, but this was done in front of the schools and there was a physical altercation there, uh, according to the police report. So I didn't want anything to do with that. Uh, and neither did a couple other people involved with the school district, so we didn't. Um, but she seems like a nice enough lady. Uh, you know, and now in, in last year, she registered, she was registered Republican. Uh, she re-registered declined to state right before the election. So that says something. If you're, I'm a Republican, it's like, hey, you're running away. And if I'm a Democrat, it's like, hey, well, you're really a Republican and that's why you're disguising. So there's a lot of different things uh, th that I believe that she's a PTA uh, mom at, I forgot what school. Um, and I know uh, uh, former Mayor Cartosian is endorsing her uh, and giving her a lot of money. Out of the 22000 she raised, him and his gaucho grills that he owns gave, I believe, eleven or 12000 of the twenty-two. So that always makes me question things and why. But, you know, without putting her down, I think her future, and maybe that's okay, uh, but I think this is a clear-cut, easy choice. I would be voting for her Rousey Ortiz. And people, I've been taking a lot of criticism for that uh, just because of my position and my, um, you know, I'm cons I consider myself a moderate, maybe right center moderate. And I think uh, Horacio is center or left center. Um, but you know what? He's a pro-business person uh, that loves the community as much as I do. I've seen it. He's not lying to me. I've worked with him behind the scenes. So I think he'll do a really good job for our city. So anyways, I've gone too long. I wanted to make sure that I covered the things uh, on both of them. I made myself some notes here on why, uh, what have we done. Uh, and uh, yes, I think I got my main points. So I hope that this was helpful to you. Just wanted to give you some background. I'm trying to be fair to all the candidates. You know, um, four of the six that show up on here in District 3, uh, Ernesto Valley and Dorothy Pemberton came where uh, we had a show on Talking Downey. We asked them exact same questions. Uh, Mr. Gesby says he couldn't find time in his schedule uh, because he's a new time candidate, so he doesn't book his, he doesn't know how to book himself. When I told him that we would accommodate whatever dates he wanted, that's when he kind of got caught in the lie on there that he couldn't come, he wasn't going to come. And then on District 1, we had Mr. Casas came, uh, Mr. Or, uh, Ortiz came, and Elvira wrote a nasty letter on why she wasn't coming. So, you know, why are you not here listening to, talking to the people directly? That's your call. You make the call. I'm trying to give you all the bases and all the facts. This will be the last show that I do before the election talking about it. That's why it was important to get this out um, and how I would vote and the reasons why I would vote and put everything uh, on the table here. So 
I hope this was helpful. I hope the shows, the last two shows that we did regarding follow the money and who gave money, I hope that was helpful to you. So uh, stay involved, stay in touch on there. I welcome your comments. Feel free to give me a call if you have questions. My cell number is 562-706-4114, 562-706-4114. And my email is easy. It's mario at Guerra. G-U-E-R-R-A-I-N-S. I as an independent and N as a Nancy, as as in Sam. Mario at GaraINS.com. So I welcome your thoughts and your comments. And please go out there and vote. Special election couldn't be more important. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Oh, by the way, we need to, uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Financial Partners Credit Union, for making this show a possibility to keep our residents informed on there. They're, they don't approve or disapprove of the content. Uh, they're trusting us to make sure that we live up to the reputation of character accounts uh, in our city and, and leadership and character. So, uh, so these are not the views of Financial Partner. This is the views of Talking Downey and myself. So, again. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Talking Downey with Mayor Mario Guerra.